0: all right welcome back to ncast i'm your co-host prince ayo and i have a special guest here his name is gabe charles
1: what's going on fellas hey what's up what's up ladies too
0: if you are watching you don't discriminate on this show but um today we're actually going to talk about a little about spiritual enlightenment anywhere from uh, alchemy to pinot grand to open open up your third eye and just touching on that subject for the new year 2021 and uh my friend Gabe here is gonna explain a lot more about it. So before we get into that, just uh give us a little background of where you're from, Gabe. Background.
1: Uh so I'm from Oney, Maryland. So born and raised. So we've I've known you since what Brook Grove days?
0: Uh, I didn't come till 7. Farquhar. 5, 05. Farquhar. Farquhar. Farquhar, right? Farquhar yeah. Days. So I
1: remember, you know, being a minority there. Um, we were like one of the few black people. Yeah, right? <laughs> in the <laughs> hallways. So it's just crazy seeing how we, you know, from like that's like a decade plus to now and just where we are in life. Um, but yeah, I'm from only Maryland, born and raised. Um, I got three brothers, born and raised too. So a lot of people from the community um, know the Charles family. Um, but my day job, I'm in pharma sales, and by night I'm a, I'm a visionary, a creative. Um, I have a website and an um, organization called the Greater Thinking Collective, okay. so definitely look out for us in the future. Um, we, we gear our content around like guided meditations, holistic health. Um, fostering spirituality so if you're looking for a space to just connect talk to a community that's trying to figure life out um, just like yourself you know definitely feel free to tap in we're on Instagram as well Um, and I know you know looking forward to definitely new collaborations in the year yeah i've been watching you doing your thing man it's great it's
0: been a journey i say that much it's, it's been a journey <laughs> for real man yeah. but it's
1: it's the motivation and inspiration so i love yeah. seeing people that you know you kind of grew up with doing great things like you so man appreciate you having me on here no problem man but um that all being said just going off a journey speaking of
0: spe- uh, spirituality what what made you get into holistic meditation and like spiritual enlightenment and like Not wokeness and like social media wokeness, but like Mm -hmm. spiritual enlightened wokeness. What made you like
1: tap into that? Uh, That's a great question. Honestly, um, there was one moment in third grade. So this is this is a lot going back back. to third grade. (laughs) But I would say that was like the beginning of becoming more conscious or aware um, and trying to understand purpose in life. And I was I remember um, so. Growing up, where we did, being a minority, you might be like the only black person out of the class. And um, I remember a student, a fellow student, he was, he was new actually, and uh, he was talking to one of my friends at the time. And he said, I just overheard him talking, and he was like, don't hang out with that kid. That kid's going to get you in trouble. Mind you, I've only been at this school since second grade, so I'm a new kid. Never been in trouble or anything like that. So in my mind, I'm just like... Wait, they said they do hang out with you? Or, yeah. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> and I'm just like, why would he say that? Like, I've literally done nothing no, no. to to give somebody that indication, you know, to, to say that. And um, I thought about it, and it definitely it hurt me on the inside, and I was just like trying to process. Because I didn't know you. Or exactly. You had. Um, never had any issues or anything like that. And so then it clicked like it had to be because i'm black and so that identity piece and at that moment and this is me just intellectualizing this internally um i was just like you know what from this day moving forward i'm going to make sure that i'm an example to my peers to help keep their minds open so that way they're not going to treat other people like that or to hold you know stereotypes prejudice etc cetera, etc cetera. um idea. exactly so that was third grade and then take that up until maybe ninth grade um, well like middle school I read a few books that was definitely influential like the Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons and I'm um, hearing about the Vatican and all of that I've always had a philosophical personality or mindset um, so I just wanted to understand more about the world and like why is there so much gray area you know there's talks about these religions growing up in a community where I'm immersed with you know I'm, I have a Christian background, but I also grew up with people of Jewish backgrounds and being invited to like bar mitzvahs and bad mitzvahs, and I have Muslim friends as well. And Do you so, have
0: questions in the sense of how they all were related, or questions of why they were separated, but they all have like sort of the same exactly. Background story. Honestly, both, both, okay. exactly.
1: So, um, I love how I would be able to see these basic defining principles in all of these major religions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, so where's the dividing line and why has there been so much strife and just, you know, issues that have stemmed from that. And so that reading about, you know, like the Da Vinci code, uh, which talks about like the Illuminati, you know, secret societies and just, um, I just went down this rabbit hole of trying to understand why, um, where, where is the truth and how can I find the truth? And that just added to my journey of myself trying to polish the self and the awareness of the soul you know understanding that you know our bi- everyone has a soul um, you know my body I'm a soul I'm there's a dweller within this body that's operating everything that's watching Correct. Um, and I know that that perfectly correlates to the pineal gland or pineal gland uh, there's different pronunciations or the third eye and how that can correlate to... So, many people think the third eye is like the seed of the soul. Um, it's that ability to to have insight. Um, it's the only part in our body, the only organ in our body that doesn't like have... like intuition, too. Exactly, yep, yeah, 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 definitely intuition. intuition. That's
0: another common way of saying it, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Um, and so, if you look at the, the um, dimensions of man... There's a duality aspect. So, like, we have two arms, two legs, two feet, uh, two eyes, two nostrils. You know, things like that. Um, the heart, how it can be split in half. The pineal gland is the only part in our body that's just singular, um, which is pretty interesting. And so, you have two eyes to see, one to understand. Is is a common model with the third eye. Um, so, just hearing about all of these things is what put me down this rabbit hole of trying to seek the truth and understanding and maybe it's just we're all tangled in some form of semantics where there's language and you know um there's there's a name for god in, in one religion and there's a name and in, in something else yeah. but a lot of times it can mean the same things and um even with christianity and the muslim faith or culture or teachings people don't realize that And the Quran, they reference Jesus so many times. Um,
0: I guess they see also see him as a prophet too, because I know Mm -hmm. it's also in Judaism too. They do, yeah.
1: So that already there helps, in a way, justify or confirm some truths as far as there there was a great man who, obviously, if he's if he's still cherished and respected in this faith, that doesn't necessarily claim him as the son of god or god in the flesh but part
0: of the trinity i guess
1: right but they see him as this prominent figure who is pretty much like the pillar of humanity or what humanity should aspire to be mm-hmm. maybe we're focusing too much on the messenger and not the message itself and so there there's danger with saying that but it's understanding that semantics and the game of like telephone where the message over time, as it's relayed, it's, it's changed. Yeah. It's it's altered, and there's different understandings of of that name. And so, um, and going back to the Bible, when you're talking about Jesus, like in his own words, he's telling people that you can do all these things if you listen to the Father. Like I'm connected to the Father, um, so if you follow my path, which I've laid out before you, you're also sons of the Father. Father. And so, in a way, he's saying that you guys can ascend to this level that, that I'm at now and do more. Because he was taken out at 33. And, like, 33 is also a very important number. It's very symbolic. You know, like, 33 vertebrae. Um,
0: it's not seen as, like, coincidence, I guess. Because uh, 33, duality, and it's connecting to life and spirituality, too. So. Right. Is and that so, also with sevens, too?
1: sevens and how seven can represent completion and like seven days in the week um so yes there's there's a lot with numerology i know i know i know i know
0: three is like a major one but i wasn't too sure about seven so that's why
1: Mm -hmm. i had to ask about that seven was one of my favorite numbers but just
0: to Um, dial back real quick i was just while you were talking i was thinking how like religion kind of is like relatable to sports mm -hmm. you know how like it's like which is the better team, or like it's oh, which yeah. is the better team. It's like which is the right religion you should be worshiping. I've always felt that whenever I went to like, cause I grew up in a Christian household too, and like growing up, you think like okay, Christian Christianity, everybody's worshiping that, and then you meet new people and mm-hmm. walks of life, and then like they they study or uh, practice other religion, and like oh, I kind of have this bias thinking like oh maybe they're lost soul, or maybe like yeah. they're not. Like they just haven't found Christ yet. They just dialed into something else. But really it's just like now they all interconnect. It's just mm-hmm. that I don't practice what they practice at the same time. Like growing right. up. So
1: that exactly. And that's that's a great point because growing up, like I'm a kid, but I'm also being welcomed into these different homes of mm-hmm. different religions and still seeing those those defining basic uh traditions or principles there. Um and it's like So what if there's this isolated community that was always taught whatever tradition that they're taught? And they practice love, harmony, the basics, like no murder, no stealing, you know, coveting another man's wife, things like that. And going back like to the Crusades and just how there was a lot of persecution, and that was literally a direct contradiction to the own teachings in the book. And so that's where, like quick analogy blm as an organization can be stained easily when you have a few extremists or you know in anything even with like the islam the islam faith where there's there's extremists there's extremists who then do these things and then people look at the religion they claim as the blanket for all of these actions when really it's you have to be able to decipher and use that third eye yeah to compartmentalize see.
0: i guess too because that also mm-hmm. comes with like uh, maturity too like when you're young mm-hmm. have a naive mind it's really hard to compartmentalize because you don't have as much knowledge background and you don't need like rates with what you're taught mm-hmm. with or what you read or what you were allowed to read at the time exactly so coming with age you start compartmentalizing and start understanding like okay this I have a little bit more knowledge of this background so mm-hmm. maybe it, it doesn't align with what I usually know but at least right. I can understand like where they're coming from and, or get to know more about it as you age so right exactly and
1: so like shadow work which i'm sure a lot of you have heard about and are going through right now um like me going through my shadow work that was a part of going back into my childhood self and being able to forgive that person who said to that other my other friend like don't hang out with him he's bad news and a part of me just understood like maybe he was just taught that um and the person who taught him that could have done that literally out of it's like self-preservation or a way to think that he's protecting his child and um, that's through my third eye I also understand like when people talk about good and evil I feel like the the potency of evil isn't as as bad as people think it is. There are certain evil people but it looks like there's certain instances that cause people to do evil acts. And so when we talk about like racism, for example, I know we're we're kind of shifting here. I mean, it's still um,
0: enlightening for racism, especially what happened. We're recording right now is uh, January sixth, or no, it's, it's January tenth. El- yep, eleventh, tenth, tenth. Okay, it's so January tenth, and like recording January tenth, two thousand twenty-one, there was a big riot and like terrorist attack on January sixth, two thousand twenty-one, mm-hmm. at um, DC. Um, it's a historical moment, I mean, they already have it up on Wikipedia, you can look it up, like, it's it's a historical moment, but it just shows, like, it's an enlightening period, because there was a coup, yeah. there was a coup, right, like, right. it was a takeover of, like, a government building, when, um, believe it or not, it was a lot of white terrorists, like right? extremist terrorists who were taking over that period, and um, it just showed the hypocrisy, right, the hypocrisy, yeah. and, like, what with, pe- with black... Americans have been trying to explain for years what's going on like there is such thing as like white privilege whether it's economic standards or social status standards like there is a big difference mm-hmm. and if black people or people of color were to do what they did on that day they have been shot dead before even entering the building and that's what a lot of people are trying to explain. And it's just showing how like this is this the type of world we live in like it, it, there's differences in our Mm -hmm. worlds like whether you want to believe it or not or maybe you have to show as many examples yes there's there's an accountability part but there's also like a reality part to it too Mm -hmm. like just because of someone's skin color they're going to be treated differently all right so right
1: and it's like how long are people going to defend their right to be wrong because we can, we can waste so much energy going back and forth, and I've definitely engaged with people online because I do feel like one of the greatest ways for us to help that unif- unity, and um and that, that correlates with spirituality as, as right, far right. as it's periods. understanding, right. being connected to something that's greater than ourselves, and so with that, you know, we can feel... Um, there's many people who feel innate purposes that drive them to do whatever they do. And sometimes, you know, that might drive me to engage in certain conversations, but also learning when I need to pull myself back for the sake of, you know, my inner wellness, my inner peace. And, um, you know, like the saying goes, it's, if you argue with a fool or an idiot, someone who's watching you, it's going to be hard for them to tell so which one's, one's the an idiot. idiot. So. <laughs> Cause
0: y'all are both yeah. going to not be seeing the same language. But it also dials back to your shadow work, cause like, shadow work is not, like usually shadow work is only known for like nice people, right? Mm-hmm. People who always wanna have like this good status and always wanna like not relate to like evil and not embrace it, mm-hmm. I, I know, like dark side, that's that's mm-hmm. usually terminology that's used in shadow work, dark side, but if you don't embrace that side, it consumes you from what mm-hmm. of my understanding of what I studied from shadow work, it consumes you and then when you get to a boiling point, you kind of black out in your mind, and you don't even realize like why you did, what you did, which mm-hmm. was like an evil act. And a lot of people who don't understand or are not consciously aware of that, mm-hmm. they commit an act and they don't know that that was a part of them. Really, they were just suppressing something that was like not and that was in them, and they didn't even realize. They
1: didn't even realize it. And
0: that just doubts back to what you're saying, like proving people who were wrong this entire time. I think it's because mm-hmm. they want to have like this higher status, like oh, I'm a uh, abiding citizen, I pay my taxes. Um, If you do the same thing, you'd be treated the same way. Mm -hmm. And, like, they put themselves like a a golden status, and it's just like, Mm -hmm. like, you're capable of killing someone just like I'm capable of killing someone. You know what I mean? Like Like, it just brings back the humanity in people. And that's what, kind of what hypocrisy does too, right? Mm-hmm. Like the worst, it's not even about being racist, it's not even about being sexist or xenophobia. The worst thing you can be in this world is a hypocrite, right? Even mm-hmm. though there's a lot of uh, white lies, there's a lot of lies and stuff, like the worst thing you can be is the a disillusionment. A blade, yeah, disillusionment of being a hypocrite, yeah. right? Like that's the worst thing you can be in this planet. And like, obviously we all have a little hypocrisy in all of us, but mm-hmm. we try to work through it because we recognize it,
1: right? Exactly, being like, able to acknowledge Yeah. The flaws, knowing that we're not perfect, um, but and like what I hate is, I'm sure you've heard so many different examples of this when someone is like, "I'm I'm the way, that's just how I am," and if you don't like it, you can leave. Um, at, and how toxic that is because that's just saying. At the age
0: of like 17, okay, I'll be <laughs> like, "You're young, right?" But like when you're saying that and you're almost 30, it's like
1: some wrong Some
0: that, that that's that's something that you're not trying to that's like a root that you're just not trying to budge mm-hmm. or grow from hmm but I like, continue that's that's the only thing I was gonna say like yeah it's it's different when you're saying that when you're 16 17 years old it's like okay right. it can the grow. maturity
1: aspect yeah. of what you can expect and that's also just looking at the news and everything seeing how like when you get to a certain age of consciousness or awareness and you've you've been living on this earth long enough you kinda realize that age and maturity they're they're correlated, but they're not always directly. They're not correlated. aligned.
0: They're not aligned at exactly. all. Exactly. Uh, people mature at different ages. So like, mm-hmm. even though I said what I said about seventeen to like 26, 27, twenty six, twenty seven, twenty thirty, people mature at different levels, mm-hmm. especially men and women. So like, everybody's not going to grow up at the same. Like we're both right. like 28, 29 years mm-hmm. old. Like people are not probably not going to mature until thirty three. Mm-hmm. People mature faster, like twenty six. Like everybody has their different elevation in their mind when they right. like uh, grow to maturity.
1: And some people through their life, whatever they've, everything they wanted might have been handed to them or they've been very successful That's at an early and age. Here. And so with that, with that success can come an illusion of because I'm so successful financially or, you know, I got the trophy wife that I wanted and I got the house and car that that creates this veil that every other aspect of my life is already taken care of. Mm. And so that also is what creates the rift with this world today, because you got a lot of people who. They've been straight financially, but if you look at them spiritually, they're lacking. They're not equally yoked on all aspects. And um, so I, I, you see that a lot in today with, with maturity. Like, I'm looking at on Facebook, and you see people who are supporting Trump, and it's like Trump is, like, one of the most immature people you can see to be a leader. Um, how he, He's very ego-driven. He's an egomaniac, and he can be narcissistic. Um, but that's
0: just... T- taps into what you were saying like he was because he gets his money from Trump real estate which his father owned in New York in the 1970s so like he was never had to like work to have a business mm-hmm. he's always been in business right mm-hmm. like from basically the day he was born Right. so almost everything was handed he was to born him in the so world. yeah exactly so like everything was handed to him so it's like he, ha- he had room to like fail in business and be like oh it didn't go my way but I'm still going to do this mm-hmm. do that it's still going to go my way so like when he became like the president, the leader, and things weren't going his way, and you're trying to figure out why people don't like him is because he had poor social skills, he had poor mm-hmm. uh, judgment of character, poor morality, right? So it's just like
1: and lacking in emotional intelligence. Yeah, very lack of emotional like.
0: intelligence. So it's just like it, like he didn't. I feel like he j- didn't understand that, but at the same time, didn't care because of his mm-hmm. narcissistic trait. Now I'm not a psychologist, so I can't just like say he's a narcissist, but like. If you look up narcissism, like you might as well put Trump's picture right yeah, there. Like, yeah. <laughs> you might as well put it right A there. A lot of examples like.
1: that would support that. Yeah. Um But like, so. it just—I
0: it, mean—it just shows like people were tired of it, and um, like I said, January sixth, two
1: thousand twenty-one sh- was like an enlightenment
0: moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it was just an enlightenment moment, time of just showing like. Yeah,
1: it really came full circle. It's a it's paradigm
0: shift. Like, yeah, it came full circle. It's time to, like, move forward and see, like, for what the world is actually like mm-hmm. for people of color and for white people. Like, it's two completely different worlds, two completely different mindsets. Even though we're all human, nobody's denying that we are all human, but most humans aren't treated the same because of this um, unseen, like, social hierarchy that, like, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't, like, want to pay attention to because they're not living outside of it right you know.
1: so right and there's so many bubbles and and just th- attention to
0: because they're not living outside of it right you
1: know. so right and there's so many bubbles and and just things so going back to that that part about what i was saying about evil being the potency of evil and mm-hmm. how there's people who are yes like you see them, and they're like the face of the devil. They're pure evil. Right. And then there's other people who, based on their, experience, their life experiences, their trajectory of their life, and um, how well they they internalize and intellectualize those experiences, that all plays a factor in how they see the life through whatever lens they're looking at. And so going back to, like, that kid who said whatever he did, his dad could have had something, like, I. It, to me, that's like an evil act right. to – you know be racist but being able to see things so third eye being able to see things from like a full view instead of just one lens is understanding that I'm sure he loves his son and his family very much and he's a a great guy to his neighbors and everything like that but because of whatever experiences he's had he's helped grow and condition his mind to see black people a certain way and um so and that's media where media
0: does influence that that's media and you know it's lucky? crazy. We're lucky this our generation now, like when you were younger, it was like early two thousands, mm-hmm. uh third grade, second grade you said. Mm-hmm. Early two thousand, they were more dependent on television media, which is programmed media, so like mm-hmm. a lot of like Fox News was thriving, you know, CNN was thriving, so they would give yeah. certain perception about people of color, certain perception about uh oh, white people. It's like it was just the Western media did have a heavy influence. I mean, even BBC, that's a global media station, that Mm -hmm. does have a heavy influence on the world. So, yeah. And
1: with semantics, so I bet y'all didn't know this, media, the name media, if you look at the etymology, media is actually the goddess of illusion. Yeah. And so just that story is crazy in itself about how what the media can do with us as well and how it can be corrupting or it can... Put us under an illusion just for what we feed ourselves every day, and um, like if you only watch Fox, you're only going to see things from one side of the coin. If you only watch CNN or, you know, any anything else, we have to train ourselves to be able to look at things objectively, and then to be able to use inductive and deductive reasoning too. So,
0: it's it's crazy because like you heard of the film Born of a Nation, right? Mm-hmm. Not the most recent one. I'm talking. I haven't about, seen it. Okay, so there's one. That it's probably one of the first films in western media. It came out like 1910. *The oh, one wow. Nation*, And like it was really like one of the first like movie film. Mm-hmm. I think it's late 1800s, 1910 maybe the latest. And it went global right? And it just had this like horrific like um, perception of black men. Mm-hmm. I think the storyline is like this black guy like kidnapped this white woman and then like they um had like a mob go after the black guy but the, mm. the black character was painted in blackface. So it was oh. a white guy playing it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I and remember seeing a picture yeah, of that. and yeah. like, and like it, it was just and like I think the poster was just like the black guy was holding the white woman over his head but they like try to perceive him as more like a gorilla. Mm. But it was supposed to be like a black man mm. and like, like try to take away, take away like that white woman or they mm. like kidnap her and stuff like that and put her in right. danger. and like imagine that being like one of the first movies like ever in cinema to like just go global and Mm -hmm. like it just feeds from there right
1: because you see you see the racism all over the world in many forms and in isolated communities what how else are they shaping their perspective their realities from you know Mm -hmm. so yeah that's deep man um so shifting to spiritual alchemy um as far as just transforming the soul understanding that we are souls occupying bodies um and also understanding that man is trifold in his existence which is like there's mind body and soul and um so from spiritual alchemy just talking about just alchemy in in general so a lot of times when i think of alchemy i'm thinking of like these mad scientists in these labs these dark labs with a whole bunch of glass beakers and boiling water and everything like that um where so there's been an issue or or like a, a controversy where alchemy those you might have, like the philosopher's stone you've heard of the philosopher's stone that philosopher's stone but um, like the
0: perception of alchemy i've heard of that like mm-hmm. how like, the so about it.
1: the philosopher's stone is said to be uh like a material or an element that could transform or transmute Things into like a higher, um, higher complex being or element. So, people were using, people were trying to find the philosopher's stone to turn lead into gold, which Mm. you might have heard that like people were trying to hack or figure out the way to convert lead into gold. And, um, so there's so many people, and this used to be a a huge thing, like going back to like the 16th century, Mm. um, where there's people who are just searching and they're dedicating their entire lives to figuring out how to create the philosopher's stone and the thing that they missed is understanding that the only way so the basic principle with alchemy is you have to start with pure materials right it might take a while it might take a journey because you have to go to different lands to find elements or, or minerals or metals that are pure that don't like have periods yeah. and so that can be an analogy to our life as far as it might take time to purify or to figure out those pure aspects of ourselves and understanding that that's step one to actually reaching that like ascension of our spirit is understanding that we have to purify ourselves. And so I just love how that concept with alchemy, like the physical alchemy of like working and, and transforming things correlates to the spiritual alchemy of ourselves and trying to figure out how to reach that ascension that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. um and by doing that like shadow work shadow work right. literally is a purification um just working on those things that we might not want to acknowledge or that we keep under the rug because um, shadow work could even be like if you were childhood traumas like if you were raped molested if if you saw a death if you were beat anything like that um that's and going back to that childhood self or even that that earlier self that endured those things and being able to nurture yourself to a point where you're not as reactory you're not you're not reacting as much to certain things or being able to be triggered by certain things um
0: there's a saying um if you don't work on like your childhood traumas by yourself it's going to come out in your uh romantic relationships i've been seeing that go around a couple of times now and it's yeah. kind of true like that's real man cuz you're not um a lot of people lack communication in relationships. that's kind of mm-hmm. where it tends to fail, mm-hmm. and really, it's cause like if you don't really understand that person from like a like fundamental level and where why they react to certain ways to certain mm-hmm. things, then there's gonna be a misinterpretation in the um, communication right. flow so yeah i mean it's very important shadow work is very important i I feel like a lot of people are coming in terms with it as they mm-hmm. get a little bit older, but um
1: even with like forgiving forgiving people of the past forgiving parents and uh you know like that's just forgiving people who might have taken advantage of you lied to you stole whatever they did um something that i do a lot and it's like you're you're the think of yourself as a custodian of your mind like your mind's a garden a garden and you're the custodian and there's times where weeds you can pluck them but if you don't pluck them just enough it's going to grow back eventually And knowing that you got to be vigilant enough to constantly guard in your mind and that can happen at times where you know think someone does something to you and you you might not have thought about it for a long time but then something happens that triggers that memory and then you you might be going down the the understanding generational curses and you can even itemize them to just the different flaws or trials and tribulations that you saw your parents deal, your parents deal with their parents, you know your grandparents, and what your grandparents dealt with their parents, and um trying to make sure that we're doing what we can to polish um when you look at humanity as if you just looked at the soul of humanity, the soul to me is still very young it's regardless of how long we've been on this planet to me it's very young and so um the beauty is we have history to be able to look at how many times we've repeated it ourselves in cer- certain cycles um and when we look at family history we get to look at um well for those that are able to at least go back into their family lineage and i can only go so far um you know being like where my ancestors were slaves and then so on and so forth are your family so,
0: like based in american like, mm-hmm. it's like okay
1: so and i've done ancestry.com and so um like a big hit was like nigerian and okay. so it was pretty dope and then even a little bit of native american was on there um you
0: know native american majority of them are black right mm-hmm. yeah okay I'm yeah gonna like the majority of people, people, man is crazy a lot, a lot of people are like i can talk about that because every time ever. i like looking at them like why are their skin so like dark mm-hmm. but then it's just like um a lot of people from Africa and like uh BC era traveled out. Mm-hmm. That's why all over the world, yeah, all over the world. So like, and that. But go ahead. It, And
1: if you like, look at Pangaea uh, conceptually, like the tectonic plates of all these continents. How it's crazy how they match up with other continents. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to squeeze everything together, and so like that, even right there, how oh, definitely make the journey of man even easier as far as like the how. Um, but back to seeing the generational curses like understanding that's why i, I like why your parents and grandparents are here talk to them and try to get as much information you can um so that way you at least understand the history of the why behind certain things and you can't get that just by asking them you have to spend time and just talk talking because that way you'll trigger things that they haven't thought about for years and then they'll share an experience that They might to them, it's trivial, but to you, it it gives so much background to the why for why they did something um, or how they might have raised my father a certain way or my mother a certain way um, and why they might do certain things. And so it's just getting that information, um, going back to like the soul of the man. Think about like the soul of, of your family line and how you have all of these people behind you and all the energy that it took for us to be existing right here today. Um,
0: you know what I think of when you say that? Remember that episode on uh, Avatar: Our Last Airbender, and mm-hmm. uh, Aang was like, I guess I guess he was like in the clouds. He's talking to like a spiritual being, I forgot the name of it, and he was looking at his like the, the last previous Aang. Avatar, yeah, the previous Avatars, mm-hmm. and the lineage just went back for yeah. like centuries. And I think about yeah, really. I was like, thinking about what you were saying when you said that.
1: For real though, like think about that. That's yeah. it's crazy when you think about that, and um, so spirituality like that even. Why, in a lot of the last couple of years of my life, I've also tried to connect to that African spirituality side of things because um, understanding that un- like going back to like how b l m has been stained and there's different organizations where there's extremists and knowing that the church has extremists and there's people that have done things in the name of religion that were clearly
0: uh, hypocritical like critical and
1: and evil like if just on paper if we're just looking at this on paper these acts objectively are clear contradictions of the craft or the teachings of the book and so um going back there that's how it's, it's it's easy to see um with christianity that there's there's people that did a lot under the name like the crusades for example and it could have been for self-preservation of of the church power like even understanding marriage marriage was created as a way to control power of the church because there had to be a pope there had to be a, someone ordained who could actually grant you the permission to be Be married. married, And it was a conscious decision because they would look at, okay, are both families gonna keep interest of the church in hand? All right, cool, we'll approve of this because that's also gonna keep power in the church. Um, So it's just interesting understanding the true history, but not letting that get into the way of your spiritual development also. Because that's where I think a lot of people get lost is they know, like, okay, well, this book has been rewritten. There's omissions and things, and they got priests and popes doing this, X, Y, and Z, so why should I believe this? But this still is one of the greatest books ever written because there's so much. It really is a living text where you can read it five years ago and you can read it today. Same scripture, same lines, and get a completely different meaning out of it. Mm. And so, um, like, Psalms and Proverbs, those those are probably my favorite um, so I, I definitely think it's, it's good to be able to, maybe it's more of like an omni, uh, omnipresent, not an omnipresent, um, an omnitheistic approach, um, where it's not omnitheistic, cause that's like multiple gods. Um, well, that's what I thought you but meant, it's, like, uh, it's more different so. Different
0: religions, omnitheistic, that's what I thought you yeah, meant. Yeah, but what, what, but
1: what I'm getting at is basically you can, you can honor and you can see the truth. Like many there's many streams that can lead back saying. to one. That's what I thought you know. And so that's what I mean as far as you can you can look at these different um, religions or texts and still get the fun the basics and then understanding that the soul within can be that inner teacher for all of us if we tap in. And if you tap in, um, like I'll use the example of I believe it was Peter. Like Jesus wasn't the only person who walked on water. It was it was also Peter who he had walk over to him and when like the wind he started walking and it was he lost faith. faith yeah lost and when the wind too. blew he got you know nervous or whatever his faith wavered and then he started to sink and then he was able to get it back and that's when he was like walking um
0: didn't you say like because you broke eye contact or you lost faith in me or something i think like that? it was the faith it was okay. yeah
1: the wind caused him to be feel discouraged or his faith wavered for a second and that's when the physical manifestation of that happened and then when he got back on that frequency or that wavelength, he was good, and um so he was he was definitely like a prominent figure in Christian teachings, but he only knew Jesus for a short amount of time, time
0: yeah, it was so strange,
1: and so I say that to say about like the inner teacher within that can correlate to what the Holy Spirit is as the teacher um or like the the trifold existence of man that's like mind body soul um And so I do, and I've seen this where when you really open yourself up for that spiritual journey just to learn and to improve yourself and to become a part of something that's greater than yourself, um, you go down a rabbit hole where every day is like a magical journey. Like you, you might hear somebody talk about something that you were just reading about. And to me, that's confirmation. There's so many coincidences that people might choose to ignore. But... The more you get into it, and you're you're exercising that third eye, that that spiritual vision, be able to see that intuition of things um, that aren't clearly like visible to the naked eye. Yeah. Um, when you do that, your every day is literally like a magical journey because you do see so many constances. You you might see it in numbers. Um, you might see it in like in your everyday car that you see by, or or colors, or anything. It's it's so many different ways that it's it's like something beyond yourself is guiding or aiding you to your development and um i think that's also a good way to look at your hardships and just understand that there's a greater purpose in this and that once i overcome this i'm it's going to make a great story and um i've definitely used that to get me through some difficult times and um there there are natural laws um with the world and Going back to what you're saying about teams and like which team do I root for, um, I think that there's a big misconception with prayer or people understanding prayer. Prayer, you can back prayer with science so easily. Like as far as thoughts are vibration, energy is a vibration. Um, so every time we're thinking, like thinking of your brain as like a radio frequency, just sending out waves into the universe. And um Energy is neither created nor destroyed.
0: I think that's also, I think when I say focus, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Majority of time, even though I don't blatantly say fre- uh, focus means frequency, when mm-hmm. I say focus, whenever I type it out, I'm talking about frequency. Mm-hmm. When I'm, i talking about vibration because I know the power of like vibration and sound, mm-hmm. and like whatever you're focused on is where your frequency is going to follow. Mm-hmm. And that's at least how exactly. I think of it as. Yeah. And um, it's even though like yeah manifestation focusing on it it's not just gonna appear like that like you gotta work towards exactly. it. i'm really a big believer like you have to work towards it you gotta exactly. figure it out you can't uh, just pray and be yeah. lazy and just yeah and it's gonna come one day and i'm like right. yeah you're gonna come one day why are you on the street like this um, is gonna
1: work like <laughs> like this is right. what's gonna happen Exactly. Like, nah. and that's where we mess up like as far as that culture of just pray about it like praying yes of course because praying sets the intention of what you want but like a meditation exact prayer meditation are are perfectly synonymous to me and um that's where i say like set the intention but also understand the natural laws that we live under like um so actually a really good um person to look up if you're ever trying to read or just listen to certain lectures about spirituality or esoteric teachings or anything like that is manly palmer hall and um He I remember him saying something along the lines of you shouldn't pray for something that you're not willing to earn. And by willing, that means like if you're not willing to do the hard work, then are you really worthy of this? Whatever this blessing is bestowed upon you and also understanding that you can't pray for something that's going to cause disfavor to somebody else. And so that's like like you can you can pray for the best outcome and when, even when it comes to like praying for your team you can't pray for a team to win the super bowl so people that do this people that consciously pray like for a team to win while you mean well there's still a disconnect or not a complete understanding to your ability and it's, what you're trying it's to design your first. control exactly
0: either like that's you're praying for somebody else's like outcome, like mm-hmm. that's not your it's not gonna be your outcome because you're not working towards it, you're just watching your team mm-hmm. work towards it, and you, they're in control of what's gonna happen to their destiny, not right. you or your prayer. Like, and you what help. about
1: those other moms on the other team who are praying for their kids, yeah. you know, to win? So it's like that wouldn't there's there isn't a harmony in that, right? And there's a misunderstanding of. That abil- that connection, because when you're praying, you're you're tapping into something that's not in the physical realm. It's it's nothing that you can visibly see. Um,
0: but before you continue, I was gonna mm-hmm. go back to um, you're praying for something that you didn't work hard for. It kind of like contradicts your like whether you want to call it faith or destiny. Either or, I know some people like say there's a difference, but like your direction in life. Mm-hmm if the higher being let's call it higher being just for mm-hmm. lack of better terms higher being gives you what you want what you've been praying for and you didn't work hard towards it when it comes to difficult moments how are you going to act because you didn't like work towards it that's yeah. how I think of it as like you didn't the work towards it yeah, you like, are you
1: really going to value something the same
0: yeah and like I guess some people can like give a rebuttal like you see con men do it all the time but yeah they get Mm -hmm. found out eventually because like they get presented with something that they haven't seen before or like they just don't know how to get themselves out Mm -hmm. of and this is like that makes people more skeptical of who that person was and like you said their integrity right so it's just very interesting how like that comes back in full circle Mm -hmm. like if yeah you're praying for something that you didn't work hard for but you feel like you believe that's what you want or that's what you need in your life and it doesn't doesn't work out as Mm -hmm. planned when it comes to hard
1: hard part in life I guess right and understand like con man or or the people that you see are that that commit very evil acts um on paper or it's easy to see it looks like they have it all like as far as they got the nice cars the nice clothes the houses they can travel and eat whatever they want but their spiritual, their spiritual health, is lacking, mm-hmm. and a man is in danger when he is, he is consumed with his selfishness, and understanding that prayer and really like the ultimate, and so it's, it's steps. So, I don't even want to say. Just, just know that what I'm talking about isn't like something that you immediately get to, and that I'm not there for sure. Like I have many ways to go. Um, so that's, it's just understanding that there is a, there is a set of standards that we can aspire to be, um, and understanding that our soul, like we're here. I, I ultimately believe that we are here to polish our souls over time through all the tribulations. And, um, even I just want to quickly jump back to like that philosopher stone aspect where there's people who are looking for a a shortcut to convert or transmute something into something greater and understanding that we had to start with the basics and purify ourselves and build up from there and that through that aspect through that evolution process we can reach this this place of of transcend you know transcending Um, and also understanding that it takes time and you just gotta you gotta you know do everything with love and selflessness and not do it so that you can gain some type of powers or whatever and then boast about it and, and be praised for it.
0: It's interesting you say that, especially when you use the analogy for the Philosopher's Stone. Um, there's this guy who I've been watching lately. His name's uh, Kevin Samuels. And, like, he talks about, he talks more so about like the black community, obviously, because like mm-hmm. you can relate more towards them. But he talks about men and women and their self-improvement to be, like, high-value men, high-value women, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he talks to he used analogies like, oh, she's a Ph.D. or he's a CIA. Mm-hmm. And um, Ph.D. is like an independent woman, don't need a man, this and that. But he's saying if you're a Ph.D. woman, you're most likely going to die alone because you're not you're not willing to submit to a man, especially mm-hmm. if you're a biblical woman. In the Bible, it says you need to submit to a man to allow him to lead, to be the house headhold of the family. Mm-hmm. And the CIA man is like, you need to build yourself to the grace being you can be, so you can be that leader for your household mm. family. Um, it's just so interesting. Like as much as he wants to like balance it out, it's just that you know, like I'm completely happy for like women and their empowerment. Women um, having the freedom to do what they want. There's plenty of like CEO women who are just straight up badasses killing the game right now. I'm mm-hmm. proud for them because like they've been suppressed for so many years and stuff like that. Right, so, you know, not being able to have a voice and stuff like that. But it's also created like an echo chamber for a lot of women, especially on social media. And they almost feel like they need to have a top-tier guy. Mm-hmm. And they're not. some of them are not top-tier. So just because they see the representation of other women who've done it for themselves. Mm-hmm. And they feel like they can get to that level, too. And they feel like they need to have a high-value man. And what Kevin Samuel does, Kevin Samuel does when he's 53, oh, you know I what I'm talking says, about? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I don't I know, know his name, but... Yeah. He's the one who called out that one woman, she was like, You're mm-hmm. six at best. Yeah, that's Unrealistic. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like he's not talking like high value women. He's talking more so women who think they're high value or like who have one they had they had a perfect relationship. They had a husband, mm-hmm. maybe a cheater or whatever. I don't know. They could've worked it out. It had kids with that uh, that person. Mm-hmm. They got out of that relationship now they're looking for a high value man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, It's weird, that's not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not going to work because like right. one, like you said, it's like you're trying to look from lead to gold, mm-hmm. trying to find that shortcut for somebody else to take care of your kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And this one woman, she had two sons and he asked her this question, like, all right, if your son became like a great attorney, started making like six figures, eight figures a year. And he said he came home and was like, Mom, I'm getting ready to marry this woman. And she has two kids. Mm-hmm. Would you be proud of your son or would you be happy for him? Most likely not at first because it's like, why don't you go start your own family, mm-hmm. right? Like, That's deep. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's like you, you, that, those type of women are looking for shortcuts. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying?
1: Like, it's it's the entire it's the, the illusion, the, illusion or illusion or the disillusionment. And I kind of blame the echo chamber
0: because mm-hmm. like I see a lot more so like when you I'm not trying to pick on women, but when you look on certain women's posts, it's mm-hmm. like an echo chamber of like women just like commenting yeah. on other women's posts. It's not like unless it's, like, a really thirsty man and it's a thirst trap. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's just an echo chamber. Mm-hmm. So, of course, everybody in that chamber going to think they're right and they're not getting, like, outside
1: perspective. Yeah.
0: Or especially if it comes from, like, I a man. It. And, it's, and it's like, okay, this is getting in trouble because, like, do this 10 years down the road when you're actually looking for somebody. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel bad for because, like, yo, like are you going to be thinking the same thing 10 years down the road when you're really trying to be serious with somebody, but you still have that type of mindset? Right. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah. And I like definitely like I'm in a relationship now, but before, um, just years back and just spending time doing a lot of dating. Like I have come across those examples where you can tell someone just was more so entitled and they want to see what I can do for them. But it's like, you're lacking in these certain qualities and some, like ultimately I do blame patriarchy. Um, because there was a a, a time where there's cultures that practice matriarchy, and and or more of a du- dualistic approach, um, and I, I love those civilizations when I study them and I see how the the women were regarded so highly like as as wisdom, and um, even with symbology, so um, very quickly, so man is said to be to stand for knowledge and woman for wisdom. And with knowledge and wisdom comes understanding. You literally have the child, the offspring, uh, standing under you know both parents, um, and so that balance, you know, when when you look for your partner, there's those governing aspects that I look for because, um, I know with my like everyone has to balance or find their balance with their masculine and feminine energies, Correct. and in your household, that there's no like standard for that as far as like there's no cookie cutter way to explain that for every relationship because there's relationships where the woman might have more of the masculine energy than the man and that's perfectly fine like there's nothing wrong with that so i do feel like we're reaching like especially with quarantine the rest in peace of everybody that's passed away for sure um so definitely want to take a moment to say that um but if we are focused on the positives we've been forced to really take a look at ourselves and inwards yeah, definitely. and look at these things and um you know I do see us getting to a point where like the the feminine and masculine the um the negative connotations of that like even for men acknowledging the feminine side and just understanding that as far as like the arts the creative side and the emotions and the masculine is like more of the outward so, feminine is, like, more the inward expression, expressions and masculine is outward and how we have to balance. Everyone has to, to balance, balance is
0: yin and yang between them. And
1: every relationship has a different yin and yang, like, ratio or whatever. But as long as they find their ratio, that works for them. Yeah. And there's so many different couples that you can see, like, examples where, like, the girlfriend's like, you want me to go, like, oh, food's not right? You want me to go up to the front and say something? Um, while the guy might just be more relaxed and chill and, like, he doesn't really care, like, it's... Things like that, you know, where that balance can work because his calmness, his type of energy can then work around and be that type of energy that grounds the whole relationship, you know. Or vice versa, where the man might be more, um, you know, ready, like the testosterone to do something, and the woman is one that grounds him. So, just understanding... They
0: just have to come to that balance of, like, understanding each other at the same time. But, like, it's getting hard. It's getting... It depends on the person and their and their personality, but it's just getting more and more harder the older you get. So that's why I like when, I, when people find like who they're with now, like mm-hmm. I'm like congratulations because it's only gonna get harder the older you get. Mm-hmm. Just only because like like I said before, like there's people who are looking for lost first stone, the mm-hmm. gold digging, right? And then you gotta look for people who who don't have as much emotional baggage and have mm-hmm. done their shadow work because like. Like I said before, that quote, like, if you don't deal with your childhood traumas with your own self, it's going to come, gonna out, come your, out in your relationships. relationships. Yeah. So it's just like, it's only going to, the longer you wait to get with someone, especially in 30s, it's just, the more you're going to have to understand them from a fundamental aspect. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's going to take time through like, dating. It's going to take time to, like, talk and understanding who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, Trying to understand why is that person guarded so or up. Right. And do you want to deal with that? Right. Like you don't have to, right? You have options. You you don't have to deal with that. Right. But uh yeah, I just I didn't wanna like go off a tangent about Kevin Sanders, It's just more so when you brought up the philosopher's Stone, I was just like, Yeah, that's because like mm. it's just I think the big the bigger problem and it's it's coming to full circle now, right? Mm. Like you're complaining about men having an entitlement and now you're saying like Women have an entitlement, and now it's just like it's coming in full circle. It's <laughs> exactly. just now you're seeing it's just human beings, it's just right. human nature. It's not it's just human man, nature, literally. a man or woman. It's just human nature, yeah. and if you're in that echo chamber, you're going to think you're right, right? Like you're going to have a, a a cognitive bias, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're going to think you're right because everybody who ha- says they have similarities or like feel like they have similarities, right? Because offensive mm-hmm. women are emotional creatures, so that if they feel like they have that similarity, they're going to join that echo chamber, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it, it's just very interesting, and that's why I brought that topic up. But um, we I think we're like, how many minutes are we in now? Almost, an hour. Almost an hour. I think we can start closing up. If you have any more like closing thoughts, yeah. um, um get into it.
1: spirituality. Just know that the art of spirituality is is just stepping into knowing that we are connected to something greater than all of us. Correct. Um, whatever that may be, and that there is no journey that is alike, um, but just being open and selfless, working on being selfless, and catching yourself to the moments where we are, are selfish, because that's that's so easy to do, and in, in everything, and um, just understanding what your ego is, um, and through this you can go through different ego deaths, which makes it even harder to connect to the people that are just around you on a day-to-day basis you might feel isolated or like you're alone on your journey but know that you're not really alone and that there's so many other people out there around the world that are going through similar not the same Same exact exact journey, journey but they might be feeling those same exact feelings um but just to to stay positive and know that the more you put into it you're gonna attract your soul tribe too which i feel like happens like you know, like, I was, I don't know if you remember, but, like, in 10th grade, I was, I knew about the frequency and, like, wavelengths and, like, whenever I'm thinking of a friend and then they call me or vice versa, like, I would be, like, ah, the frequency. And, <laughs> yeah, um, I remember you saying that. Yeah, I actually remember <laughs> you saying that. Because we be say that all the time. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. But, like, that's, that's that and, you know, just how, just growing on top of that and, you know, trying to keep yourself pure in the soul and, and happy and enjoying life. Definitely appreciate you bringing me on here, yeah, man. no problem, bro. No problem, man. Been bros yeah, for a long man. time. No problem, bro. Yeah, man.
0: But um, I was going to tap into exactly what you just said. Um fact, what, what from your closing thought? Pure heart. Selfish, uh, selfishness. Okay, so, like, I agree with being selfless. Because right, there's so many people who are selfish, but if you can't take care of yourself first, mm, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like You got to take care of your like emotional intelligence, your well-being, uh, understanding who you are, be able to feed yourself, to, to be able to be in a position to take care of others or something that's higher than you i mm-hmm. guess that's would no doubt when this happens have
1: you heard of uh like the different densities of consciousness mm-hmm. so it's real quick but that's exactly what you said so like 1d one density the first density think of inorganic material like rocks waters plants um things like that that um i can't remember which philosopher said but like everything has a soul in mm-hmm. it like the objects have a soul. Um so think of the like 1D as inorganic material. 2D think of that as insects and animals that are just governed by instincts, mm. primitive drives. Um and then 3D you get to the humans, that's where most of the world is on. And then 4D is then understanding how to direct your energy as far as it can be governance for self, service to self, or service to others. Mm. And But it's understanding that there's a decision to do so and that by doing that, that's then gonna help create how your life trajectory is gonna be. Um, and then 5D is when you really like epitomize what that is, you make your decision and you're operating on it. And so like serv- people that are service to self, think of those as like the rich, you think of those as like managers or certain CEOs who are very rich, but they don't really have too many people or friends to enjoy that with. Mm. And that's because their entire life, it's been me, me, me. And because of that, they've manifested a lot, but they don't have these other aspects of their life. Service to, to others, you can think of those people who like join the Peace Corps or different like missionary trips. They don't really have money possessions, but they might have a lot of friends. And if they don't have a certain balance, they burn themselves so out. Now. To your point, and so understanding that, with, you have to be conscious with your energy and knowing that you do. There's a balance. Like for me, I want to be a service to others, but I had to ground myself and know that if I don't take care of myself, I can't help I other people. people. Yeah, at all. And so that's then it brings me back to like that's okay. Step one is I need to make sure you know my money's straight. I'm working. I'm taking care of my health. All these aspects. If I'm not whole here how can i help other people and so i just wanted to say that to his point as far as you know knowing you got to be conscious with your energy and move with intention take care of yourself so you can take care of other people if you're gonna if you are going to decide to be more selfish in your life you need to understand you have to balance that you need to help other people so that way other people can also help you achieve whatever you're trying to achieve so
0: that's dope. That's dope. That's a dope ending.
1: Closing thoughts. I like it. But yeah, just uh, give your social media plugins for our audience um, members. So yeah, definitely check me out. Um, you can follow me at this mind of mine, the O's of Zero, or the Greater Thinking Collective. Um, a lot more content's coming on the way in 2021. I also have a website, GreaterThinking.org. It's not launched yet, but it's in the works. So definitely stay tuned. And um, I know we'll definitely do some things, some collaborations in the future.
0: Yeah. It's dope and uh my social media plugins once again is prince enigma across the board instagram twitter and uh yeah you follow me in for more contact and we also have a platform for ncast podcasts, so and that's on instagram and twitter too so yeah so until next time appreciate y'all
1: tap in be safe 2021 2021 peace